Welcome to a brand new episode of I'm No Expert, a craft beer podcast. I'm Chris Laudenslager, and this week, it's a very special edition, Dual Themes. We recorded this on the week of Cinco de Mayo, not on Cinco de Mayo, and we're releasing it on Mother's Day. So it is a dual show. Grant Chapman is back with me. We uh, actually went to the Salty Cowboy in Zionsville, Indiana, and sat down with his mom. And we had a couple, uh, actually three, Mexican-based beers. So sit back, relax, and happy Mother's Day and happy Cinco de Mayo. Grant, you're back. I'm back. Back in the show again. Brought a guest. Brought a guest. We got Mama Mittens here. Honored to be here. It's uh, Mother's Day. It is. This is Mother's Day episode and Cinco de Mayo. And Cinco de Mayo. We recorded on Cinco de Mayo. We didn't get do a special Cinco de Mayo show, and we're not going to do a special Mother's Day show. We're going to do a special Mother's Day Cinco de Mayo show, all combined together. I like this. This is good. It is so fitting. It is. Uh, Grant's mom and Barb. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. First time on the show. I'm really thrilled to be here. Um, So to celebrate Cinco de Mayo, we have three uh, Mexican beers, and we're at the Salty Cowboy. A Zinesville bar. A Zinesville bar, which is, for me, it seems like a a paradox wrapped in an enigma. Yep. For a Zinesville to have a bar like this. And the bar is actually a tequileria. Which makes it more terrifying. So, do you, I don't know what a tequilaria is. It means they specialize in tequila. Okay. So, like, all their mixed drinks they make with tequila unless you ask for it yes. otherwise. Huh. For example, their house specialty for tequila mm-hmm. is having cinnamon sugar on your thumb with an orange slice. Instead of lime and instead salt. Instead of the lime and salt. Huh. And it makes it twice as dangerous. It is honey going down. Huh. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of that before. Yep. Uh, maybe we'll have a tequila shot. At oh, we're, we are not driving home <laughs> from here tonight. We're leaving here. Uh, beautiful day, beautiful uh, mid-May day here in Indianapolis. Yep. Science Month, specifically. Month of May here is pretty special, usually. Uh, we have some things planned for May, I That's think. Right. So that'll be coming up. Stay tuned to the show and the Twitter, No Expert Show. Follow us on there. Uh, Grant, what do we have on, on deck first? On deck first, we have Pacifico, brewed in Mexico. It's um, so, a... It's a lager. Yep. And it's uh, usually served with a lime, a little bit like Corona usually. Uh, 4.5 ABV, so mm-hmm. pretty low on the whole um, alcohol by volume scale. Very drinkable. Very drinkable. It's a summer Very, beer. Yeah. Outside. Get hot, get thirsty, drink another. Wash, rinse, repeat. I find it very light, mm-hmm. fresh, and highly carbonated. Yeah. Kind yep. of enjoyable during a hot day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think carbonation helps a little bit. For me, it's a little... Um, it's pretty yeasty mm-hmm. on the flavor notes. There's really not too much going on, like, flavor profile-wise. Oh, not... it's really bland. Right. It's yeah. really kind of just... And it's a little dry. Cause it, you cause think so? it, Because of the carbonation. Mm, not because of the Not because of the alcohol, alcohol content. Yeah. No, no, no. Just because of the, the carbonation. There's almost like a hint of champagne to it with that dry carbonated, yep. I think. Yeah. Okay. It's like seltzer water. Like, it's like very carbonated water. I can see that. That's yeah. the dryness I'm getting, not because of the ABV of it. Yeah, I think it's a. I've never had Pacifico, Pacifico before, but as it does call back directly to American style lagers, I think mm-hmm. Mexican beers specifically, they are usually more of a lager. Yes. And they are usually more carbonated. Yep, and they're, I, they're very light. Yeah. Um, I think this is a. 
I don't know who, who brews this. I, I literally cannot. Grupo Mondello S.A. Oh, it's a Modelo? CV. Yes. Okay. That's yeah, a that, brewery. that makes sense. Yeah. So a big guy. Yeah, no, but it was pretty big over there. Um, and then uh, they also make... Um, Modelo's got a beer named after the brand name, like a Modelo Negro. Oh, right, yes. And that's another very good dark Mexican beer. I'm no expert at Mexican beers. Nope, me neither. I just dabble. <laughs> just a little bit. I'm going to rate this rather high, though, okay. on my beer choice, because I prefer something lighter, clear, um, something not as heavy, so you can join it, enjoy it for many hours to mm-hmm. come. This, I could enjoy. Mm-hmm. A session. It's very sessionable. Yes. Yep. For, like, multiple pints, because it's not really, really, really heavy on the taste buds. And, and it's not super bready or yeasty, so you don't feel full. Right. And, and ABV is usually pretty low, so mm-hmm. you're not completely sloshed after, like, a pint and a half or something. So, I think it's it's pretty good. I think what's interesting is that there's, of course, a huge influx of Mexican beers being, like, bought and drank. In the U.S. This week, specifically, oh, during Cinco yes. de Mayo, and in the U.S., another interesting trend is a Kolsch beer, which is a German-style beer, which is very similar to a lager, but a little bit more bitter, a little bit less carbonated, but that same sort of, like, sessionable, low ABV, but... Hot-weather drinkable beer. Right. Yeah. So I can see that almost, like, that shift of seeing a lot more Kolsch style, because now that people are moving away from BMC beers, Bud Light, Miller yep. Light, Coors Light, um, trying something a little bit different, maybe they're going over to, like, Corona or something that they've known before, and now it's even progressing a little bit more over to Kolsch style, because it's becoming more available, at least on tap. Well, yeah, and I feel like the Mexican beers are always the, the adventurous beer for the BMC guys. Mm-hmm. Like, like... Special occasion, I'm on vacation. That's so right. I'm gonna have a I'm gonna right. Corona. You need sand, or, or surf, and sun. Yeah. yeah. Or you're at a Mexican restaurant and you got to order a Mexican beer, and it's, you know, I feel like that if that's becoming the that has always been the go-to for the normal people, and now the normal people are are stretching out their legs even further with you know the huge push for craft beer and, yeah. and the and the import stuff. It'll be interesting to see where the Mexican beers lie. If they get left in the dust, or they'll start doing some craft imports. Yeah. I think there's, like, stylistically, though, I think Mexican beers are just, it's a traditional style. This is like an American adjunct lager, basically, but it doesn't mm-hmm. taste like a Bud Light does. It's a little bit more, has somewhat more body in general. Yeah. I, I think there's a hint of fruit. Well, because there's lime in it. <laughs> there, there is a lime wedge <laughs> squeezed into your beer. No, I'm thinking more of a light, like a rose or a kind of a fruit um, in it. Do you not see it? Maybe it is the lime, but there is an added flavor in there. No, because if you drink a Corona or a Pacifico without the lime, it is really flat. Mm-hmm. For the, as far as flavor profile, like a BMC, it just it is beer. Nothing. Right, it's carbonated water and beer in it. Um, but the Mexican beers tend to have even less flavor, which tends, I think, makes them more drinkable because the the BMC guys from here are too yeasty, they're too bread-like. Right. And that. And you do feel too full. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it, it just detracts from the rest of the flavor of the beer. Whereas this at least has a, a crisper feeling to it to me. It because is of the, the acid from the water, carbonation, I think. And the well, and the carbonation. Even to look at it, it is a lighter color. It does feel a little bit um, of a lift rather than, say, a heavier, dark mm-hmm. beer that you might have otherwise. Yeah. Yep. It's a good food beer. It's a good dinner beer, yeah. It definitely would be good for to have, like, with 
some like tacos. I'm looking yep. for some guacamole, salsa, and chips. Yep, yep. I totally agree. Queso. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Mm. Here's a thought. That'd be fabulous. Have you, have you heard of the trend of Oreos and dipped in queso? No. Oh, sweet and, sweet <laughs> and savory. <laughs> really, really. Hey, this is a sweet and savory thing, isn't yep. it? Like, uh, I saw it on uh, my Twitter feed pop up randomly, and I kind of want to try it. So I went to Target last night, and I bought a bag of... Oh, you did it, didn't you? I did not do it. It's sitting on my counter. Okay. Bought a jar of queso, store-bought. Uh, what brand? Name brand uh, Tostitos, okay. uh -huh. I guess, if we can say brands. Yeah, you can say brands. Um, and a bag or a bag? A carton? A carton of Oreos. carton of Oreos. See, and I love Oreos and peanut butter. That's like one of my things. Right. But that's but like, like a thing, But though. like queso. Yeah. Because peanut butter and Oreos are sweet and sweet. Okay. But peanut butter, or but queso and Oreos is like savory and sweet. I don't and know. spicy. And, and like... And, Un poquito picante, yeah, like yeah. that'll be crazy. I, I'm, I wanted to have it do it on the show. I think. I okay, think we'll do a live taping. I on the think show. that's. We fun. could do it at our May Adventure show. Okay, because that'd be a place you would have snacks. Yes, yes, I agree. I like that. Or idea. you could wait until you do the August State Fair. No, that's when we're doing deep fried Twinkies <laughs> and all kinds oh, of weird stuff. Oh dear. Like, State like Fair. deep fried stick of butter. State Fair is going to be winter fest of me running around. I think all over again. Mm. All right, well, let's uh, take a quick virtual break and. Grab a bucket of beer, and we'll be right back. We were born with sun in our teeth and in our hair. When we get bored, we like to sit around, sit around and stare at the mountains, at the birds, at the ocean, at the trees. We have fun, we have fun, we have fun. Uh, welcome back to the show. We're at Salty Cowboy. That's right, not tequila, Salty Dog. Tequila Ria. Yep. Specializing in tequila. Here in Zionsville, Grant's here. Grant's mom is here. It's uh, Cinco de Mayo Mother's Day. It is great, great episode. Many themes going on here. <laughs> and I'm just here to celebrate. Cinco de Mayo is this week, recording the week of Cinco de Mayo. And Mother's Day is Sunday, which That's is right. the day that this show should be going up. So if you haven't called your mother yet, Call your mother right now. Stop Absolutely. what you're doing. Pause. Pause the podcast. Pause the podcast. Or take your mother out for a drink. There you go. Take Even better, out for take her out for a drink. Yeah. Right. Or two or three. Have a moment. And a handful of drinks. Maybe Mexican beer. There you go. Uh, like Mex Mexican food. And tequila shots. Exactly. Celebrate those uh, Cinco de Mayo. Next up is Dos Equis. One beer that's known almost as well as a BMC beer. Yep. Well, only for the commercials, because he is the most interesting man in the world. Yes, they have a lot of big, they have a big marketing budget, but it's yep. probably the most creative uh, beer ads, I think. Outside of the Super Bowl, they have the best continual beer ads, I yes. think. Yeah. That, that and Corona, I think. I watch regular TV. They're yeah. pretty good at using their huge budgets to advertise their beers. Basically. Yeah. Um, I find him not only sexy, but alluring. Mm. <laughs> I am drinking the Dosaki just for the commercial. Just for him. Just yes. for the most interesting man in the world. It's uh, another American abjunct lager, basically, at a 4.3 ABV. So yep. a little bit less than Pacifico. Very, very typical. Grant's mom is already just yep, drinking half the bottle, basically. Well, that's, I'm she's, loving she's it. She's just thinking of the most interesting man in the world. Mm. 
sitting right here with us. Mm -hmm. It's smooth. Yeah. Almost and this like is, water. And this is this is <laughs> way smoother than Pacifico because it's less carbonated. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think so. Now, mm -hmm. I, now, for note, Pacifico was out of a tap. This is out of bottle. Yep. Which a lot of times taps can be a little bit more carbonated than their bottle counterparts. And depending on the bar you go to, it can be way over or under carbonated because that's a user setting. That's true. Some places do not know how to set that correctly, and it, then it took it's me a, a while. It took us a while to get the ones at the at the, the office. Set oh, because you're setting up your own taps. Yeah. Now. Which is now in a special fun thing, which Chris and I will have on a show later. So the how was setting up the? Do you have two kegs? There's two. Yep, two taps, two kegs. Now, did you remember to wash out your hoses before you connected everything up at this time? Or? After we learned, Chris, yes, we've, we we actually bought a bottle that you pressurize with the pump and uh -huh. flows through it until it's all clean. Perfect. Yep. Perfect. We've learned how to clean our kegerator. Yes. It's important. Top tip, uh, clean your hoses before you hook up your kegerator or your beer tastes like plastic. <laughs> Yay, plastic. Kick. Um, yeah, Dos, dos Equis. Okay, so yeah, back on the beer. It's uh, It's fine. For me. I think it has a hint of Mexican flavor. I feel like we should have salsa and chips and queso. To me, it's kind of a um, food and chatting environment Yeah, for the beer. I think so. I think it would work well with something spicy. Maybe? It wouldn't cover it up, though, because there's no flavor. No. But this I is think... water with a little carbonation. Yeah. Like, which is great. I haven't had Dos Equis in a long time, and I'm kind of... Mm. Are you disappointed? Kind of, kind kind of regretting of, it? Kind of, not regretting it. Just a little disappointed, I think. I think versus the Pacifica, mm -hmm. Pacifico, mm -hmm. I do like Pacifico even better than the Dusakis. Well, it depends what I'm doing with it. Mm. So You're Pacifico playing, is a better beer. Right, to drink. But if I'm playing a drinking game on spring break in Cancun, Dosakis. <laughs> Makes sense. Okay. Yep. You could put a straw in this and snorkel this bottle pretty quick. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, yeah, Dos Equis, the most interesting man in the world. Now, have Drinks you guys... the least interesting beer in the world. That's true. <laughs> like, they have just twisted it. That's... Yep, play on words. Um, but it's not a bad beer. Like, if I'm hot or on a pool or on vacation somewhere warm, and I wanted I a beer to drink to cool I don't know cool if off, I can agree with it's that. It's refreshing. Decision. I can. I don't know. If no, I I, I'm saying that. this as if it's a refreshing, cool off beer, and I don't want to not drink it. I now, would I order this out of like, like, oh, I want Dos Equis? Never. No. But you fed me beers on this show, Chris, that I would never drink again in my life, depended on it. Right, because they were bad. Yes, that's what I said. This is not a bad beer. <laughs> and if you go to Mexico and you don't know anything about beers, this is the beer of choice. I okay. believe. Oh, it, it, yeah, it's, it's plain vanilla. Clean and fun. Yeah. Bland. Pretty bland. Now, um, we talked about the most interesting man in the world. Have you guys seen the, um, the blowback from Bud Light's advertising campaign? Oh, yes, I have. The John Oliver campaign? Or John Oliver had a special on it. Right, Sorry. so John Oliver from last week tonight. Um, so Bud Light's current tagline is hashtag up for whatever. And they have all these ads where it's like a canned hidden camera show where you... These group people go into a bar, and there's a, a pretty bartender, and she looks at them, and she's like, if I give you a Bud Light, will you, are you guys going to be up for whatever? And they're like, sure. And then they run outside, and there's like a big, giant Pac-Man, or they fly them to... Tahiti. Tahiti. A limo or, or right. something. And it's just up for whatever, as like Bud Light's current... In, insinuating that Bud Light will get you adventurous and fun times. And do right. you really think Bud Light will get you there? Well, it depends. Have you seen the John Oliver special? Because so, I died laughing. So... 
they have it, these they have different phrases printed on the bottles. Like it's kind of like the Coke campaign with right. names, but this is with Which phrases. Which I actually like very much. Yeah, sure, that but, was. But the Bud Light adds, campaign add some like personality, add some like fun. I'm gonna try to find the exact quote. Um, Wait, for the Bud Light from one? The bottle. Oh, I know the Bud Light quote. Oh, what's the, okay, so it's printed on the bottle. What, yeah. what did it say? The Bud Light quote is, Bud Light um, removes no from your vocabulary. Right. Which is great because it means you're up for whatever, up for adventure, except in the current, crazy, climate. The current climate of college rape and, and drunk rape you know, accusations. It sounds a little rapey. Removes no from your vocabulary pretty much insinuates that you're going to get raped if you drink Bud Light. Yeah. Now, I don't know who would ever want I'm to drink... I'm taking Bud Light out of our house immediately <laughs> well, for I don't our know, daughters. <laughs> I don't know who would ever drink Bud Light in the first place, because according to John Oliver, it tastes like raccoon piss into a log. Right. Um, um, which I thought was a very accurate description of Bud Light. But, like, who at Bud Light's advertising thought that was a good idea. How many different levels does that have to go through to, like, get approval? All according, the way to the top. According like, to John Oliver, it was four, and all four <laughs> were hilarious. Like... It's yeah. Go. I will, I'll link the the John Oliver thing in the in the show notes. It was. It is pretty funny. It's a good comment. It's a five minute worthwhile YouTube watch. Yep. Now, would you call that more of a desperation act or more of just being clever and really thinking out of the box for the the campaign? Yes. Or no, for it, that particular phrase. Right. No, it was a bro. That phrase was some bro that was like, "Hey, bro, this removes no from your vocabulary." Like, that's awesome. We could go skydiving because you're always such a ninny. And, but no, you gotta drink a Bud Light first because everyone's knows your vocabulary. So they didn't think about like what social backlash that'll have on the general public, not just yeah. the guys who drink Bud Light on a regular basis. Yeah, I don't. It's it's interesting to see kind of some of these bigger beer manufacturers desperate scrambling. Ass. Right. No, because what was the the ad you and I talked about? What four shows ago? Five shows ago? Oh, more than that. From the probably. Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Budweiser's uh, attack Anti- on craft beer. Yeah. yeah. That was so. Terrible. But everyone's turning craft. Yeah. It's and that's why they're scared. But, but they I'm still surprised have, they haven't come up with their own craft beer. I don't know if they can. Oh, they can. Or are they, they can definitely of buy. They, their no, own they can sale. definitely they, they can, can definitely quietly own craft breweries. And they do. Uh, Anheuser Busch owns Goose Island. Oh, do they really? Yes. Which most people don't know. Which um, I wouldn't consider a craft brewery, but yeah, I see what you mean. I mean, as I think they are very in the they're they're what a Craft, a smaller craft brewery wants to aspire Aspires to. to grow to. Speaking of craft breweries, the new beer laws here in the state of Indiana. Yes. That's very interesting, I think. Uh, the increase from 30,000 to 90,000 90, With the caveat that you can only sell 30,000 gallons out of your shop. The other 60 have to be sold through a distributor. Right. Which, really? So it's mm-hmm. forcing them to go outside of their own four walls. Well, no, it, it's forcing them to grow into a real beer manufacturer. Not, I wouldn't say brewery, but manufacturer. Instead of real, I mean, because a lot of places rely, especially because of the uh, no uh, alcohol, the Sunday alcohol laws. Yep. A lot of brewers have growler fill-ups, and you can go have they have growler specials on Sunday because you can go, and they're like one of the only places that you, you can, can possibly get. Beer, beer to beer go. Beer on Sunday to go. And when is that law finally going to be I don't Well, that's only the state of Indiana. I know. So. I think we're it's one us. one of the last holdouts. I think it's, it's us, and then, like, Massachusetts has it kind of like you you can only sell it after a certain time mm-hmm. in the yep. day or something. But, but we're really the only one where it's... it's Sunday grass. Sunday is... No. Well, you know who... Mom, you know who wants the that law in place? Who? The alcohol stores. Sure, because they only it'll to put have, them out of business. Well, they only have to hire employees six days a week. They don't want to work on Sundays. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, how much are they? They're gonna make so much money on Sundays. No, they won't. They won't make Everyone. any more money. There's there's a limited amount of demand because there's seven days in the week. People will buy ahead of time. Yeah. It's the same amount of booze that gets bought. It's just they only have to employ six right. days a week. It's literally is, is one seventh of an increase in their cost of operating. Wow. Which is huge, and, and that level of a business with that I low think margin. Indiana yeah. needs to wake up and really look at the, what's feasible and why are we really doing it? Is it for the consumers, or is it really just to protect the very small liquor stores that still exist? It's, it's I mean, it's the lobbyists that are that are being paid by liquor stores, by liquor company or distributors, and saying, "Hey, let's we're going to lower our costs this another like fifteen percent if we can." Yep, I think let's they do need it. to step up and just be open on Sunday like everyone else. Yep, it's an interesting debate. I think it'll be, it'll. I don't think we're gonna see a change anytime soon, but I think that there's gonna be more and more tap rooms and more and more brew pubs open up that let growler and get licensed to do carry out. I agree. Yeah, growler fill up. Well, and it does come before the assembly every year for a vote, so right. eventually I think the tide will change. Yep. No, I agree. All right, cool. Uh, that was Joe Sackies. I was disappointed. Yep. Uh, uh, on to the next beer that Chris <laughs> next. won't hate. This is the first beer that Chris has hated more than Grant. That's true. Yep. All right, we'll be right back. We're on the third beer of the night, yes. which is Corona. Corona. The absolute, stereotypical Cancun Beach Mexican beer. The most popular beer in Mexico, by the way. Is it on? Really? It? Sales numbers confirm that Corona is the pop- most popular one in Mexico. Now, so it is Mexico's equivalent to Bud Light here in the United States. Got it. Wow. I, I see that. And here's the thing. I, I enjoy Corona the Lime. I do. I can drink it. If it's hot out and I'm somewhere surrounded by water or, or an outdoor environment it's sun sun tonight we have great um but if it does not have the lime it is not corona to me and you did some like fancy put your thumb over the bottle and well, turn you, upside well down. you gotta crush the lime and then and it blew up get, no mine yes, did it not did. It's, it's like a rocket ship going up to the be, moon be careful if you mix the lime and the corona with your thumb over it uh-huh. and you're not careful uh-huh. it releases a lot of the carbonation about right now got it does that mean now my beer is going to be flat? More flat than than ours, yes. Well, cheers. And thank you for letting me join. Thanks for yep. coming on the show. It's a perfect Mother's Day treat. Mother's yeah. Day, Cinco de Mayo. Salty Boy Tequila... Or sorry, Salty Cowboy Tequila Ria. Third beer. Salty Cowboy. Does that mean we have to have a tequila in the end with an orange and a cinnamon oh, sugar? Dear. That means, yeah. Oh, dear. If Mother suggests that you don't back down from that challenge... I think we should definitely have some food before we try to do that. It is Mother's Day. It is. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, Corona. Mm. So tell me the background of Corona, because this is my first Corona, and I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Pacifico I mean, is by far oh, I agree. my favorite. Way better. Um, I believe Corona is... What's I think what's odd is that we haven't done this... Be- very recently on the show, but we've done three different beers that are supposedly the exact same style. 
Oh. Yet each no. very different. No, uh, which episode? Yes, this is exactly the same style. It's a four point or it's a American adjunct lager at four point six. Yeah, it's no, it is Pacifico brewed again. But Pacifico is so much lighter, fruitier, and fresher because of the carbonation. Well, think about where we drank it out of, though. It was on tap it's compared on tap. to out of bottle. Actually, I can answer this question for you. Okay. We are drinking Corona Extra, mm. which is regular Corona. I honestly prefer Corona Light, which tastes a lot more like Pacifico. It's a lighter beer, less bready, less 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 meat to it, which makes it more drinkable. Um, same flavor profile without the bread. Mm-hmm. Um, but I uh, I love Corona Light a whole lot more than I like Corona Extra. I don't know if Corona Light tastes more like Pacifico. I think that Corona Extra tastes more like Pacifico because I think Corona or I think Pacifico has just more of a yeasty note. I think it's the strain probably the the fermentation strain in Pacifico is a little bit maybe more funky and the one on Corona is a little bit more clinical. Yeah, more bread-like. Well, more refined in because you think about mass production. Yeah. If you're having to grow these yeast strains over and, and you over. have to have this bottle sold now and another bottle sold three months from now in California, that yeast strain has to be the same if mm-hmm. you're going to have build some kind of brand of the exact same bottle. And when you're dealing with thousands and thousands of barrels of beer, you need to have some kind of very specific procedure to grow that yeast strain. Mm-hmm. So That's a good point. And that's the benefit of, of a big brewer is that they have the very chemistry. Consistent. It is, It is like... 90% cleaning, 5% chemistry, and 5% actually brewing. Yeah. I mean, that's the, the thing for, you know, making beer. Now, as, and, a as a mass scale. As a Corona novice, I find that Corona actually has a much deeper, more flavorful body than the Dos Equis. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it does have kind of a, a full body with the lime. It's kind of a fresh... And I still feel like we need some spicy food to really kind of oh, yeah. bring out the balance. I definitely of think this that beer. it's I, all three of these, and because they're it's an American style lager kind of twisted specifically for for Mexican palates. I think it definitely has that sort of like drink it with maybe it's a cultural thing. You know, drinking beer usually is associated with like eating, eating. food. Then your you know, Mexican food is normally used with a lot of chili spice, and and so you have those the hot counter, balance, hot balance, counterbalance back and forth. So I can see why it's the most popular beer. So but this is almost more of a neutralizer for the foods that they like to eat. Well, and I would hot say, and spicy. And I would say Corona is definitely going to be the best to eat with spicy foods because yeah. it's so full bodied compared to the other two. Yeah. As far as the the bread taste and the yeast and the yeah. The full profile. I mean, I definitely could drink it. I liked, I think, out of the three, Pacifico for me was the most interesting. Um, I've had Dos Equis and Corona before. Pacifico just, I think, maybe because it, it was out of a tap. I am tap biased. I do I enjoy, enjoy well. anything out of a tap more than I do, like, anything out of a bottle, hands down. Um, but that's just my personal flavor profile. Well, and I'll add in that, that the Corona Extras... Like I said, I like Corona Light a lot, actually. I used to drink that a lot in the past. Um, Dos Equis tastes like carbonated water. Uh-huh. Um, but I like Pacifico the best because it had the best flavor to it. It was very bright and carbonated. Mm-hmm. And um, personally, I like drinking uh, soda water, just carbonated water. It's, it, to me, that's a little interesting. It's got a bitterness to it, a dryness to it that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. And Pacifico has that. It's very dry, very highly carbonated. And that might be because it's out of a tap. 
but I don't think the other two would have that out of a tap. It's very, and it's also lighter, and like we said earlier, it's a little citrusy because it came with a lime, but I think the beer itself will always be slightly on the, the, the light, bright citrus front. Yeah. I agree with that, and there's also a burst in your mouth. The one thing that I really like about the Pacifico is that it is kind of the champagne of beers. From <laughs> what we are trying, it is the champagne of, of beers. Of these three. And of, yes, out of these that. three beers. In fact, I'm thinking we need to have another Pacifico after we have a tequila shot. Okay. Oh, we're really not driving home tonight. No, dear. Um, and that and that is the story of the Salty Cowboy. That is. Uh, Come to the Salty Cowboy. Very cool place here in Zionsville. I think we're going to go get food now. Because well, they do. So they serve great food. Full dinner menu. I think we're going to get some food because we've only had beer and it's maybe 6 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> and happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Ooh. Happy, happy Cinco de Mayo. Um, Cheers to all the Mexican beers that are out there. Thank you for joining me on the show today, guys. Um, Don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash noexpertshow, facebook.com slash noexpertshow. Go to noexpertshow.com and subscribe. Leave us a like. uh, Leave us a comment on iTunes. That really helps out the show every single week. And as Grant can protest, because he is a patron. I am. A weekly supporter of the show. Go to patreon.com slash noexpertshow so you can help support the show, give as little or as much as you want. Um, That really helps me out every single week. And there's some interesting things coming for uh, patrons. There's some bonuses. There's some bonuses, some video content that uh, I'm working on here at the show. And don't forget. The more patrons we get, the more interesting the show gets. Exactly, because they can buy more expensive beers. <laughs> and I will tell you this. It is the best Mother's Day gift ever. So thank you both for inviting me. Thank you for coming on the show. Yep. It's been a pleasure. So that was our very special edition of I'm No Expert for Cinco de Mayo, as well as Mother's Day. And special thanks to Grant and his mom for sitting down with us this week on the show as well as the Salty Cowboy for hosting us. Uh, We definitely ate a lot of food and had a few more drinks that night at the Salty Cowboy. Definitely recommend a very cool place in Zionsville to check out. You can also check us out on the internet, social networks, twitter.com slash noexpertshow, facebook.com slash noexpertshow, as well as noexpertshow.com, where you can subscribe, leave us a like in iTunes or rating, really helps it really does you'd be surprised what one or two little ratings does uh, to help the podcast and of course if you want to help the podcast out in a more financial means go to patreon.com slash no expert show to contribute as little or as much as you would like Uh, every single little bit helps the show out and i want to continue doing this and patreon is a great way for me to to keep the show alive so thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week (laughs) 